Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Why, hello there, everybody. Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Chef Sean Boucher. And today, we have another fantastic one for you. Another show with an amazing culinarian. Imagine that. Today, we are talking to Chef Brad Barnes, who is... A man among men who is a culinary legend, who is a certified master chef and also oversees the CIA, that is the Culinary Institute of America's consulting program. So without further ado, let's jump in, learn his story, and hear a little bit about some of the projects that this titan of industry is up to. I uh, started cooking for money when I was 14. Eventually, I was, uh, I got into management into one of the kitchens that, that I worked in and worked with for those folks for about five years as uh, a kitchen manager slash chef. And uh, ultimately, during that time, realized that probably a more formal education was, was helpful to me uh, in a culinary career because I did like that and so I uh, through watching a video on the culinary Olympics I made uh, that one of my goals and, and it just so happened that the folks that were running that culinary Olympic team was Ferdinand Metz and the uh, 84 culinary Olympic team that came out of the CIA so I made CIA part of my career path as well <clears throat> and became a student there. Uh, after graduating there, continued on my quest for the Olympics, went on to compete in the Olympics, Culinary Olympics twice, and work with Team USA as coach for another three Olympics. During that time, I had stayed mostly in restaurants uh, and done a bit of consulting work. That consulting work morphed into something that ultimately pulled me out of the kitchen. And right before that, I had embarked on the Certified Master Chef exam, uh, accomplished that successfully, got my consulting business going in uh, <clears throat> in New York City, uh, primarily with hotels and large volume feeders, sports and entertainment. Then t- as time passed, uh, and moved over back to my alma mater as uh, Senior Director of Culinary Education and have been there ever since, so that was around 2008. And here we are today. I've I've, uh, since moved into the role of Director of Consulting for the college and spend my time traveling uh, extensively and executing a number of different types of consulting all of our non-degree programming and continuing education training. So CIA consulting, 
I think that's very interesting. Um, you know, you have one of the most renowned culinary schools out there, and you are involved in consulting and training. So talk a little bit about what it is that you do and, and possibly some of your clients and just maybe explain or expound what CIA consulting is. What I work on is uh, the ProChef certification program. I operate that, and that happens in, in several countries, and it's a uh, certification program that is tied directly to competencies demonstrated by various candidates. More interestingly is the change architecture piece. So everybody in the food business today finds themselves facing a new and different uh, set of needs and wants and demands from the consumer, the dining consumer, into from from not only types of foods, but uh, even how they want to buy food, the transaction process, the experience that surrounds food. And I've been uh, able to work with many different types of clients uh, in almost every market segment that there is helping them to orchestrate uh, a specifically designed change to get to goals that they want to get to, usually something to do with plant-forward and more casual-type foods, global flavors, uh, and different platforms and, and things that work well with those, those types of foods. So how exactly does someone come to work with you? Because I'm... I'm sure that you're, there is a demand out there in the market, and everyone would love to have someone of your caliber coming to their facility or, or working with them on these different things. How, how does one come to engage the CIA for consulting in their business? So it, it's a, a very simple process. You, you contact uh, CIA Consulting, and that our website is a, a great resource to to get to that, which is ciconsulting.org. And then we go through a process where we do some discovery with you and figure out what it is that, that you need. Uh, many times I help my clients actually figure that out themselves. They'll, they'll be in a place in their world or their business and they want to get somewhere else. And I am pretty good and adept at helping them figure out what that path looks like. That's one of the ways that, that we start to do things. Another is, uh, you know, we, we do all types of uh, product development. I do about 100,000 square feet of kitchen design every year, and that also ties into all types of facilities. So I just did uh, a project, for instance, that was a sensory lab tied to a teaching kitchen for Cal Poly University in uh, St. Louis Obispo out in California. I actually own uh, the Pythian Market with a group of folks down in New Orleans. Uh, certainly, we did the design for that. So that's a modern-day food hall, uh, everything that you, you read about. So there's those types of products. Uh, recipe development, client engagement products, uh, projects also. So we work with a lot of the project product boards in the U.S., um, such as the potato board, the dry bean council, the pork board, uh, California milk advisory board, the almond folks, all types of engagement 
projects that go along with those. <clears throat> and it runs the gamut from from webinars uh, to folks coming on to the Copia campus uh, out in Napa and having a great time uh, cooking with different products, learning about different products. So, uh, you know, it's kind of I could go on all day about the types of things. Uh, we really, that's why I said before I'm, I'm really very lucky because I, I have such a, a wide scope of things that I get to deal with, and I, I don't do that by myself. We have a tremendous group of folks that uh, work with us in consulting in all types of capacities. And, of course, we draw off the 200-some uh, the faculty that work within the colleges. I think there's a lot of people that hear this story or hear your story, um, Brad, and, and they really think, man, I want to do that. I want to – that's the type of job I want. And, you know, yeah, I think everybody – wants to do things like that where you've got some freedom and some creativity and you can use the knowledge and skills you've gained. So talk a little bit about some of those knowledge and skills that you've gained and, and some of the things that if someone does want to get into a position like yours, what kind of skills and what kind of knowledge do we need to, what kind of skills do we need to develop and what kind of knowledge do we need to gain? Well, you know, I've had, I've had a lot of great opportunities in my life and from being able to to be on the on the NAFM board and understand more about equipment and design and uh, you know the extensive travels that I, I get involved in and and the things that I learn from others document that and use that for my own learning coupled with the amount of time that I've been cooking and all the amazing mentors that I've had. Uh, both at the CIA and, and apart from the CIA, you know, I, it's really a matter of leveraging lifelong learning uh, and, and sharing it with folks that are my clients. Uh, and additionally, I, I am pretty proud to say I've always been a very astute operator. Uh, I was a very, uh, a very good chef, somebody that could really run an operation, develop a team, and I didn't forget all that. I also... Uh, have developed uh, web apps through uh, my own personal website, which is uh, is cookingdistrict.com, and, and it contains one of the most robust recipe uh, writing, storing, and sharing uh, pieces that there are online today. Uh, I don't think any are more diverse uh, or work any better, and so I was a part of that. I, I, own that and, and help design that, that entire interface. So <laughs> I've just had a lot of great opportunities, and, and I leverage all of those to, to share with folks that uh, come to work with myself and NCI Consulting. You know, I think you, you bring up a really good point that I want to highlight here. Uh, you talked about being able to, to be a great chef, to run a good operation, but most importantly, to build a team. Um, and I, I think that I want, I want to spend a second on that and kind of really hammer that point home because there is this misconception that the chef is the end-all, be-all, that, uh, you know, if they're not there, things will fall apart. Talk about your experience in building teams and, and just the importance of that. There's, there, you know, it's, it's interesting. I just came out of a meeting with uh, my core team. Uh, we spent about an hour and a half today kicking off the new year and, and talking about what was going to be important. 
And to me, uh, there's nothing more important than providing the people that are part of your team with the ability to do what they do best uh, and make their decisions and own their area. I tell them all the time they're all they're all the CEO of their own areas, and I don't get in people's way. And we we all learn, we all make mistakes together. Uh, we try real hard not to make them twice, but uh, there's you know there's nothing like giving people the license to use their brain and exercise their skills, and you set them up in, in a way that they can be successful. And that builds a great, strong team, which ultimately is what a, a really uh, lucky and good leader sits on top of, is, is that, that foundation. Amen to that. I... I've always believed that. I've always believed that if you hire the right people, they will take care of you and they will take care of business and things will, will work out. You just have to get out of their way from time to time. Um, you know, you you get around a lot. You see a lot of things. You work with a lot of different people. And this industry itself is very challenging. But talk a little bit about some of the unique challenges that we face today and how how do we overcome those? How do we face those and, and possibly fix them? So, to me, there there is a couple of answers to that. One, the the biggest uh, systemic issue is the fact that uh, health is not present, and businesses are not structured to afford to develop health. And so, we don't have any people to, enough people to do the work. I. I use the number 30% short a lot, and I believe that's probably fair on a global basis. Additionally, uh, we have a really intrinsic issue with the restaurant world as it is. So, And that is that the typical individual operator restaurant business model uh, is becoming less and less possible, uh, profitable as years go by. And it's almost to a point now that in a typical business model, a restaurant almost can't do the right thing and be financially successful. So if you couple the cost of goods, the rise in the cost of goods, the need for talent, and an increased selectivity around products and product standards and product attributes, and a cap on a price point that you can actually charge people for what you're doing, the, the, the profit model's broken. So I think that's a bigger issue. Um, but just getting, getting your business to run every day and showing a return at the end of the day is tremendously difficult. Yeah, and I, I mean, I couldn't agree more with that, that the, the old adage of 30 30 10 30 food costs 30 labor 30 overhead 10 percent profit just does not give you any room to really grow your business it's it's more or less you might be able to survive on that but you can't thrive you can't grow with with numbers like that so what advice do you have uh you know being a part of the cia being a part of a big educational institution is is iconic especially in this country what words of advice do you have for the up-and-coming culinary generation? What do they need to look out for as they get in this business? So for, for 
one that is looking at embarking on the culinary business, I think it's it's incredibly important for you to have a deep understanding of what's going on in our industry with food in a lot of different ways. Uh, it's also very important for you to understand the the logistics side of the culinary business because, as we just said, uh, it's a very expensive business to embark on and to run on a day-to-day basis. You know, I I go into a lot of places and I do a very quick financial analysis, and it's easy for me to tell them that while they're making enough money to survive, they're not making enough money to actually make money to grow their business, if you know what I mean. So there's no surplus. There's only enough to live, and that that falls short uh, from a business model standpoint. So it's really about figuring out what is what is the best model you can embark on or what part of the industry do you want to be involved in. And there's there's tons of opportunity uh, out there for for folks that want to be involved in food business. And even at CIA, we focus heavily on helping young students, uh, people understand how to look at what their career opportunities are. Uh, And, you know, the hotel business, non-commercial food service, uh, even even the idea of uh, multi-unit and fast casual is is wide open, full of opportunity. So there's there's a lot of great things for people to involve, be involved in, but you have to really look closely at that and then continue to watch it and understand the world you live in. Chef, thank you so much for your time today. You're you're a busy world traveler. You're making things happen for a lot of people, de- developing and delivering a lot of solutions. So thank you for your time. And one last time, for anyone who wants to engage your services, what's the best way to get a hold of you? It's really through the website, ciconsulting.org. Uh, that's the best way to get a hold of us. There's an inquiry sheet there. There's a lot of uh, cursory information that tells you about us. And um, you also could email me at brad.barnes at culinary.edu. You're the man. We will look forward to catching up with you in the future. Well, thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.